Give it up for all the moms in the room. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. Today, I'm gonna, the title of my message is Raising Kids That Love Jesus and His Church. Raising Kids That Love Jesus and His Church, and we're ending the book of Ephesians. We've been going through this book since the very beginning of this year, and we're finally coming to an end. We're going to jump into Philippians next, which is going to be a lot of fun. But as an ultimate goal as a parent, raising kids that love Jesus and His Church has been something I devoted my life to, something that Amy has devoted her life to. It's something that my mom devoted her life to. Uh, I watched my mom um, so many times just praying you know, so many times just walk in the door late at night and just, you know, just sitting there on the couch praying for probably me to come home that night. <laughs> or uh, I've, I've watched her just um, what it looks like to have a beautiful relationship with the Lord and what it looks like to read your Bible in the house, what it looks like to start off every single meal with prayer. You know, she was just this beautiful example of what all that looked like. I also saw her work through a lot of different things at, at churches. Uh, my parents are pastors. I grew up going to one church my entire life. And so um, my mom, you know, worked through a lot of conflicts. She worked through, I mean, trust me, and, uh, and a lot of drama, a lot of just different, different things that went on, and she would just work through them. And so, like, I saw that as a kid, and what it made me want to do was devote my life to, to God and to the church. And that's pretty much what, what we've done. And my number one goal for our kids, my kids are here today, this is great, and uh, they're always here. Good. Uh, <laughs> my number one goal is that, you know, I want them to fulfill their dreams, I want them to succeed, I want all that stuff, but I definitely want them to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I also want them to know that they can always turn to a community, they can always turn to a church, and there's going to be people there that will accept, accept them and love them and and um, it's, a, it's a place that you can actually grow in. And so I titled this message, Raising Kids That Love Jesus and His Church, because this is what the Bible teaches us to do with kids. It's what the Bible teaches us, and there's nothing more important in life than to know Jesus Christ, to have a relationship with Him that's thriving and growing. And so um, we're going to be ending, like I said, the book of Ephesians and Paul Paul, who wasn't married, gives us instructions on how to raise kids. Don't you love that? How many of you love it when... <laughs> never mind. All right. <laughs> Ephesians. There's a lot of advice out there for parents. Can I get an amen? amen? And so let's look at what the Bible has to say about kids and how we can raise them. Does that sound like a good idea? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we're going to jump right into God's Word. Lord, we just invite you in this moment right here, right now, whether uh, we're a mom in the room or whether we have kids or um, whether our kids are older and grown up and now we're in the grandparent stage, Lord, you know all the seasons of our life. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would just speak directly to our hearts, Lord, that you'd get beyond what I want to say, anything that um, I brought to the table that's just like, it doesn't apply. Who cares? So, Lord, I just choose to give you my words, give you my heart, give, me, give you my thoughts. And, Lord, would you speak directly, um, directly to people's hearts today? 
Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. amen. I'm going to try it one more time. Amen. It's okay. Amen. amen. Just like that song. And your family and your children and your children and your children's children are all going to inherit the blessing of God. Amen. amen. Like you agree with that. Isn't that beautiful? Ephesians 6, 1. You may know this passage. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Can I get an amen? All the parents in the room, amen. amen. <laughs> obey, honor your father and mother, right? So honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise. You ever think about that? It's the very first commandment that actually comes with a promise so that it may go well with you and you may enjoy a long life on the earth. Honor your father and mother comes with this promise that your life is going to be enjoyable. Why? Because mom and dad know best. <laughs> Honor your father and mother. This is something that um, in my parents' house, they had that on the wall. You know, because, like, they'd point to it, too. And I've... <laughs> so what did you want to say to me again, Neil? But one thing that I realized as a parent myself, I definitely pulled this one out. Like, you need to honor me. The Bible says so. The Bible says it's true. You need to honor me. Honor me. <laughs> that means when I want to watch the bears and not, you know... Some silly TV show on your father and mother. Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely used this verse out of context, I'm sure, over the years. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor us. That's a verse that we love to hold on to. I'm going to read a verse that we don't really hold on to very often, and I don't see in very many houses Fathers, which is also another word for parents. Parents, do not exasperate your children. <laughs> Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Don't provoke your children. Don't exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training of the Lord. I think the re one of the main reasons like you don't see this in a house is number one is it's not really fun for a parent because you know a lot of us may find ourselves in that situation where we've provoked our children and um, it's not really fun to put that on the wall because then the kids have something to point to. <laughs> don't exasperate your kids. It's another word um, for exasperation is, is to provoke. To irritate to a high degree. I am irritating. My kids are right. <laughs> well, um, to be <laughs> extremely annoying. Does anybody else get this stuff? <laughs> Some common ways that we can, as parents, uh, exasperate kids is to have erotic behavior to be quick-tempered, to have inconsistency in rules and discipline. If you have more than one kid, 
I'm telling you, there's going to be inconsistency in the rules, isn't there? It's so hard. Have inconsistency in rules. Wow, like dad flipped out last time I said this, and this time it's like totally fine. One way also is uh, to not listen to our children. I think a big one is to live a fantasy life through our own kids. I always wanted to do this. I wanted to play in the NBA, and some of you may know that. Um, (laughs) So bad. But (laughs) really felt like there was a chance. And uh, and so (laughs) there was a hope. Not anymore. And so we try to live that through our kids. Like, I never achieved this. I never achieved this status. I never was rich, and so I need you to be rich. I never was great at school, so you got to be good at school. And we live through our kids, and there's just all this. And the, the word provoke, you could really replace with pressure, just an overwhelming pressure to succeed, to do the things that I need you to do so that I look good as a parent. And so Paul says, don't provoke your children. Instead, train them up in the way of the Lord. Teach them the right direction to go in the Lord. Value the life of Jesus before everything else, which is Proverbs 22, 6. It says, train up your child in the way he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Notice that there's not a timeline to that. There's not a time frame that even when he's old, he will not depart from it. There's, there's no ending to that, that you brought up a child in the way of the Lord, and at any point of time in their life, they know the direction that they can turn around and go. Even if they walk away from God, even if they go very far away from the Lord, they always know where they can come back to. It's called the prodigal son, isn't it? The prodigal son, the prodigal daughter goes way far away from the Lord, but always knows that they can come back to the house and be loved and be cherished. So Proverbs, which is written by Solomon, the smartest person that ever walked the earth besides Jesus, says, train a child up in the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will return to it. They always know where they can go. There's a couple of ways that people can return to what they're brought up in. And I know this seems like this is very much for parents only, but I just want to encourage you to stick in there, okay? Just hang in there. But um, there will be a way that you can apply this too if you don't have kids. But one way that we can definitely help raise kids that love Jesus and his church is, is train them up in the way they should go by putting our value system on the table. Is Jesus the number one value in our house? Is Jesus the number one value as a parent? Is he the number one? Does he get first place in everything, or is he kind of running in like a solid 13 in the household? And so like we could put Jesus as the number one value of our house in our marriage. We could put Jesus center. He is the number one thing that we can all run to. He's, he's our relationship. He is the one that like keeps us alive. It's Jesus in everything, Jesus first. And this is a value system that we can pass on to other kids, that we can pass that on, that Jesus is, is really important. He gets first priority of our life. And so I don't know about you guys, but my parents always prayed before dinner. You know what I do? I pray before dinner. 
Why? Because you know what? We've went through times where there wasn't, you know, we weren't for sure that there was going to be food on the table. And so, like, God gave us food on the table. And so we can actually, like, put that as a value even as we pray before dinner, sitting on the couch, ready to mute the TV. Okay, let's pray. Okay, let's get it back going on. (laughs) Value system. The second one is, is being consistent. We can have consistency in our relationship with Jesus, and that is something that we can pass on to our kids. What direction are we supposed to return to? Where do we go? Well, we can be consistent. We can be people that choose to be consistent at something. I love the, the idea of traditions. As a, as a family, we uh, started cutting down our own tree about, what, eight years ago? It's kind of like a family tradition now. You know, there's a consistency in that. But there's a consistency in our relationship with the Lord, you know, consistency of like, hey, we, we actually do a devotional before we eat. There's consistency. We go to church on Sundays. You guys did that. Give yourself a round of applause. You're consistent. That was a really good round of applause. But there's a consistency in that. Their kids know where to return. These are a couple of different ways that we can apply what Paul has to say. Train our children up in the way that they should go. And when they are old, they will return to it. A couple of ways that we can really show the love of Jesus to to our kids is to show mercy, to show grace, to model what a relationship with Jesus looks like. What does it look like? I had just beautiful examples of, of parents and, um, that just really did that. And I know that's not everyone's story in the room. But you can be a part of the next generation's story. There's not, a, there's not a time frame like, oh, it's too late to start this. No, you can start this today. I think one of the hardest parts of, of parenting is the word comparison. One of the toughest things of, of being a parent, and um, I don't know if this hits home with everyone that is a parent today, but it's comparison. It's like, wow, I wanted my parenting style to look like that. I remember all the, the ideas that we had for parenting our kids before they were born, and then our kids were born, and then they turned teenagers. Like, whoa, let's throw those out the window. We were going to be like the really cool parents. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But comparison, well, I wanted my family to look like that. There was, a, uh, there was a group of people that would actually show up in a bus. They were like the Partridge family. And they'd come to our, my parents' church and do a three-day seminar, which was called the Revival. Does anybody remember three-day revivals? There was 
There was times where that, you know, so they'd come for three days, and they all rode in a bus together, this huge family, and they all played music, and they sang together, and they get out of the bus, and the, the son's like hanging on his mom, like, mom, what are we going to do today? And I remember my mom going at one point in time, she just goes, why can't we look like them? <laughs> Because at that time, I couldn't, like, even stand to be in the same room with my parents. You know what I mean? Like, teenager years and stuff. And so it's so hard not to compare ourselves, isn't it? It's just so tough. But I just, I just wanted to encourage you this morning that God has equipped you with all the abilities and the giftings to raise your kids the way that he designed you to raise them. That your family doesn't have to look like another family. Your family is your family. That the Lord has put a blessing on, his hand of blessing is on your family, even when it doesn't look like other families. And so, raise our kids up in a way that they know Jesus Christ. And they love his church. The two things that the Bible sums up is love Jesus and then love others. And so we can do that. And you can start today. You can start today. Let today be that start. If, if this has been something that, like, man, I really want to start doing that. No matter what age your kids are, you can do that today. You can do that with your grandkids. If you don't have kids this morning, we have city kids. They would love people to teach them the values of Jesus Christ first. They would love it if we showed them consistency and showed up on Sunday mornings and were in front of them and loved them right where they were at. I've always envisioned a church being a family. And I just think that it's, it's hard to do, isn't it? But a family looks like we all care for each other's kids. And so we have, we have kids right in the back that would just love to have a high five from somebody, love to be taught the Bible. You can sign up for that, uh, the connection cards, and then just go to Guest Central. But let's be a church that raises up kids that love Jesus Christ and love others. Put all the eggs in that basket. And the last thing I just want to say is, I just want to invite all the parents in the room to trust the process. You know, this is God's word. It says, if you train a child up in the way that they will go, in the way to go, that they will return to it. So trust that process. Trust the Lord in that. Even if it doesn't seem true today, like that's a great verse, Neil. That's really nice. But it doesn't seem true. God is at work. He's always at work. There are countless nights that I came home with my mom I'm coming home at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. She's sitting on the couch praying for me. You know, like, you got to trust the process. They will return. They will return. Amen? Amen. Well, what I'd love for us to do is, um, I would love for us to just pray for all the moms in the room. It's not an easy job. <laughs> and so I want to just pray for a lot of strength for you. If you're a mom in this room, I just want to just bless you with strength and power to continue to just love your family, to love others around you, to, to be that, <laughs> what these kids are saying, you have more love than the whole school. Your heart is bigger than the whole school. Wouldn't that be nice? Let's pray for the moms that they, God would just continue to build a strength in their heart.
So if you would, wouldn't mind standing up, moms, what I'd love for us to do too as a church, if, if, uh, if somebody is standing next to you, would you mind just like putting your hand towards them? Go ahead. Yeah. Whoever's closest to you. There we go. Let's just pray. Let we just bless these moms in this room. Lord, we thank you for the dreams and, and desires that they have for, for kids, their kids. And so we just bless those dreams, Lord. The dreams that are of, of you, the ones that their kids are following you and know you, Jesus, and have a beautiful relationship with you. Lord, we just bless those dreams right now. Lord, I just pray for strength, for, for uh, just, <laughs> just as... as um, just as the video said that that each one of their hearts would be is is big and give them even more capacity for loving their family right where they're at just pray for strength over each one of their hearts as they just are always putting their hearts out there to their kids and to their family that you would just strengthen their hearts lord just encourage them, Lord, that there is no comparison with them and any other mom. Lord, you have designed them to, to mother their family exactly as they are doing. And so, Lord, we just bless that. Just bless what you're doing, Lord. Also, just want to pray for any prodigal sons and daughters on, on these mothers' hearts, Lord, that, that they would just return to you in Jesus' name, even today, even today, in this moment, that they would just return and just realize, wow, mom has just loved me through all of this, and that, that there's no way she could do that on her own. And so they would just see you, Jesus, through their eyes. Yeah, just bless that, Lord. Amen. Amen. If you're a lady this morning, would you mind standing up? We'd love to just give you a rose because you're beautiful. If you're a lady, go ahead and keep standing. All ladies, just stand up. Very cool. Take a rose. We're going to go ahead and end with the song. After every woman has a rose, what we'd love to do is just end with the song that's going to be up here on the screen. I'm just going to sing the song again.